Can I get a little more volume on this? Can I get just a little more volume on my mic? Thank you. If you know that God is worthy of praise, would you just turn that toward the throne of God, knowing that he's the one that provides. He's the one that sends his word. He's the one that releases you from your sins. He's the one that blesses you for the kingdom. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Before you take your seat, please hug somebody real good. Come on, get, your, get their makeup on you. Amen. If you've been tracking with us, then you, you know that we have been looking at that incredible word that God has released for the body of Christ right now. If you have eyes to see, I want to encourage you to open your eyes to see not only how this relates to the church, but how it relates to you and I. In previous times, I've asked you, what character do you relate to? Have, has your life been like Haman, who hates the righteous? Who's jealous over the goodness of God? Whose intent was to destroy what he hated? Whose hatred was so bad, it blinded him to the truth? You might have somebody like that in your life. Or did you relate to, did you relate to Mordecai? That one who, who God set in the life of his chosen servant. Gave her everything she needed for parenting, for wisdom, for direction, for guidance. Maybe you are mentoring somebody right now whom God is raising up in their positions. You kind of want to keep your eye on Mordecai because more and more God is using the body of Christ to be that word and direction to somebody else. You are not experiencing the rise yourself, but that other person you're talking to, their life is changing and is better because of your words, because of your wisdom, because of the relationship, because of the righteousness in you, because of the purpose of God over your life. In fact, I'm convinced that God wants every one of us at one point to be that to somebody else. Or you might relate to Esther who you just, you, you don't know how you got to where you got. God just took care of you. God surrounded you with safety and his counsel and his word. Even though you may have lost your original parents, You'd be shocked how many of God's people were not even raised by their biological parents. I'm, I didn't think about this until right now. How many of you were raised up but you were not raised by your biological family? Raise your hand and look around. My God. And even though, that this, thank you, even though that may be the case, 
God still is God and God knows how to promote your life. If you've not been raised by your natural parents, don't, don't be mad at God. Don't live in a, a, a place of self-pity, self-denial, seeing yourself as less than. God is the provider and ultimately he is the father of our spirits. You might be that Esther, that person who's chosen. You might, have, you might be beautiful in form and face. Because, you know, it's kind of interesting when a person have a beautiful form and their face look like a pit. You know, it's like, you know, that's rough. It's rough, boy. Or opposite, some people have a beautiful face, but the rest of them is like, hmm. But Esther had both. Can you imagine? And then above her, her face and her form, she had something that every single one of us can receive from the Lord. She had favor from God. Favor is that, that presence of God that's over you. That attraction of God that attracts people to you. That favor that works through you to get done what God has given for you to do. She had a divine assignment, though she wasn't aware of it. She was born, even though her present circumstances weren't that well, she was born for the purpose of God. And every one of you are born for the purpose of God. Without exception. Write the scripture down. It is, it's, it's Proverbs chapter 16. Today's the 16. Chapter 16, verse 4. Write it down and check it out when you go home. 16, 4. Proverbs 16, 4. Nothing is made outside of the purpose of God. Every person is born for the purpose of God. The pitiful thing is when people don't know it and don't know what to do with it. And Esther, here she is in a foreign land living among foreigners, some hate her. Not only, I'm not only without my original parents, but I'm living in a place where people don't even like me. But God put something of his spirit on her that caused her to win all the beauty contests. Caused her to win the intellectual contest. Caused her to win the, uh, 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 what's it called when the, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, in the realm of being polite and, say it again? Congeniality. That's a, that's a word for the beauty pageants, right? In fact, I think it was a movie called Miss Congeniality. Esther had that thing. She had that thing. You know what I'm saying? She walked in a room, everybody, ooh. It wasn't just the way she looked. It's what she carried. I like to declare today that that is the will of God for every single one of you. For Esther in the scripture is a type of the body of Christ. She is in the midst of a, of a nation, in the midst of a people that do not know God. Foreign as they were, God's will is, was going to get done through her life. I mean, can I say to you right now, you, God, is wanting to get his will done through your life. This is about who you are in the world. 
and what God has assigned for you to do. By the way, you might, can you put it up on the, uh, put it up for me. I, I want you to go to this website and this will help prepare you for part of your assignment, for part of your purpose. This, I want you to, I want you to take this website down, make, take a screenshot it or take a picture of it, write it down, and I want you to go to the website because many of you are still voting according to your color, not the character of Jesus. Vote your conviction. Your conviction should be his kingdom, his righteousness. Don't say it's not my responsibility. And do not say ever again that God is not in politics, please. What do you think this story is about? As clear as it could be. Here she is in the very midst of the political system. And she's to wield her influence for the sake of God's purpose. It's, it's, it's called myfaithvotes.org. When you go there, you can look up the issues. You can find out what the issues are. Most people don't even know what the issues are, let alone the ones they're voting for, where they stand on the issues. I believe if you are born again and you are about God's kingdom, you, when you look at those issues, you'll see clearly what is acceptable and what is not. I'm not telling you, I'm here to tell you who to vote for. I'm here to tell you what to vote for. Vote for what is right. Vote for as close to what God would want as possible. How do I know what God wants? The word of God declares it. If it's unrighteous, don't vote for it. If it's wicked, don't vote for it. If it's selfish, don't vote for it. Hello. I'm sorry, you guys okay? This has to be one change the body of Christ must come to right now is to accept our fiduciary responsibility for changing the culture. Your, yours and my responsibility before God to bring his change where you live. So how do I do that, Bishop? Well, you got to do what Esther did. You got to vote, babe. You got to show up. You got to cast your position. You have to make sure that when you're in the position of, by the way, the position of authority, the position of authority is offered you and I like no place else in the world. The position of authority is offered you and I to walk into a, a booth and to put down on the paper what you believe is the will of God. Oh my God. I'm sick and tired of, uh, I guess I shouldn't say that. Let me reverse that. I'm praying for the leaders who don't take their responsibility to talk to the body of Christ the way I'm talking to you today. And then moan and complain when things don't go well. Or lazy believers who lean on tradition alone. Lord, help us, please. So if Mordecai would have done that, he would never have instructed 
He would never have instructed Esther what to do, where to go, what to say, how to be. If she believed that, she would never have listened to Mordecai. And the day came, and you know the story. If you haven't read the story, you should read the story because the story is absolutely incredible. Read the story with eyes. Put, put on your kingdom glasses and see her as a type of the church in the world with influence. Influence with those of, 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 of power and authority. Everybody else got passed over. That's kind of what I think. I'm not a robot either. That was great. I don't know who that was, but... It was great timing. I'm trying not to be a robot, you know, when it comes to, are you a robot? <laughs> Click it. <laughs> she wasn't a robot. She didn't, in the beginning, understand, but as time went forth, she understood, oh my God, God has chosen me to be in this position. God gets her as close as you can get to the person of authority. Lord have mercy. Today, I, I've got to be on my assignment to deliver this to you because this, you must, I, I need you to take some notes today. It's, it's imperative. It's imperative that you do this. You know, the well-being of our nation, of our city, of your community is now at hand and on the back of the body of Christ. We are having to make some serious choices. You can no longer turn your head or duck your head or act like you have no responsibility. By the way, those of you who have not voted, shame on you. You have not shown up for God. So, well, some people don't vote because they, they don't know what to vote for. So they just go beep, 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 beep. Some, some are saying yes to sin, yes to devastation, yes to demise. Yes to crime, yeah, on and on and on. Yes to, yes to the taking of life and so on. So people have no idea how powerful a vote is. So God gives us an example. Just after she knew what was good, she knew what was right, and you can see that in the story as it develops. And she now has been crowned, and she is the queen. Woo-wee, but she has, she has not yet figured out I'm not a queen for me. I'm a queen for God. Like some of you have now been put in that position. You've got the raise, but you didn't get the raise just for you. Last Sunday was, I asked you to stand up if you are in a position that you're going to be the one right now who's writing the new policy for the job. Because you have that kind of favor on you. They trust you. I, it had to be five or six or more that stood up and said, I, I'm, I'm influencing, I am influencing the, the procedures and the policies on my job. They trust me. I don't know if any of you are here today, but if you are here today and that's your situation, you, God has put you in a position. You may not have asked for it, but God, by his favor, raised you up and put you there. And now they're asking you, how shall we do this? Stand up on your feet if you're here and you understand that you are one of those, that you're in that. Look, look around you, look around you. 
promotion doesn't come from east nor west. It comes where? From the Lord. Why? So his will can be done so his kingdom may come. The Lord bless you and keep you and God give you wisdom to know what to write, what to sign, what to say no to. They're trying to pass something. You know it's evil. Don't you dare close your mouth. Open up your mouth and say, this is wrong. This is not right. This will not serve us. We cannot help the company if we do this. This will go against everything we have stood for. you got to have the courage to say that. Please take your seat. In the same way that now the edict has gone forth to destroy all the people of God, and if you knew how many things have been written and signed to destroy you, the church, you would, you would weep. You would go buy a pistol. And now we're in a position to make changes. We're at the precipice, I believe, in our nation. Lord have mercy, please help me, Jesus. So here's the way I'll say it. As, as prophet Tommy Oriami said, as he said, America, he said this in, in 2020, America, America kicked out, America voted for the guy with the, with, the, with the right words and the wrong heart and kicked out the guy with the wrong words and the right heart. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I notice ain't nobody saying, thank you, oh yeah, amen, I notice y'all ain't saying nothing. That's all right. And now here we are suffering. If you only knew, by the way, if I hadn't told you, I'm going to tell you today, get a pen, get it, write it down. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I want you to be ready. I want you to start preparing, start saving a minimum of six weeks of food and water. I said, I want you to start. Start it now. Start it this week. I'm not kidding. Start saving up, start getting, buying extra, non-perishables, store it, get it ready. At least a minimum of six weeks of food and water. You don't have to look long to see what's going on. This is not about America alone, this is about the world. I've asked some of you to begin to uh, uh, amass the, some of the post clips articles that are re being reported from around the world of what's happening with our food, our food around the world. Because I want you to be informed and I want you to be ready. Like Joseph, I want you to be ready to be a blessing. Not only to be taken care of, but to be a blessing yourself. Are you all, can you all have ears to hear that? Can anybody here have ears to hear that? Are you online? I hope you can see this. I hope you can hear this. I hope you can feel me. I will be, I'll be a, a good, uh, I'll, I'll, be, um, I'll be responsible and make sure I'll, I'll provide for you things you can go look and read and see so you understand. I'm not kidding. I have a responsibility to the body of Christ. Get ready. And when this happens, of course, as in Esther's situation, when the crisis came and it, it, the edict had been signed um, that anybody who had Jews living with them could take them out, kill them, do whatever they wanted to them, and then take their property. And Esther, as you know the story, 
comes before the king, breaks protocol at the, at the expense maybe of her life, and, and, and she's trusting God and trusting the relationship that she has with authority. And even though she's breaking protocol, she's still honoring. And she comes in and she bows before the king. And instead of taking her head, the king says, Esther, what is it that you want? And many of you are in this situation. They're asking you, what, do you, what, what shall we do? And you don't know what to say. Can I put it to you another way? That some of you are in the situations that are so terrible. You need God to turn those things around. But you and God is, has been saying, okay, if I turn it around, what does it look like? Can you describe what it looks like when God, when I turn this thing around? I'm waiting for you to get that description out so I can do it. Do you want it turned enough to break all laziness and go to the word of God and find out what God says about it so we can proclaim it and he can enact it. And there she was on her face before the king and you know the story. What do you want? He's up to half the kingdom I'll give to you. You talk about favor. God wants to put that favor on the body of Christ when, wherever you are, wherever you work, wherever you live, your school district, your community, your workplace. God wants to put that authority all on you. What is it that you want, Esther? She said, at my own life, King, and the life of my people. You have signed a decree for the destruction of all of us. The king says, who are your people? When she mentioned the Jews, his eyes, boop, got wide open because he, he done married a Jew. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Can I put it another way? Your boss said, oh Lord, I done hired one of them Christians. Oh my God. And they're a real one. They're not one of them bogus ones. They're, they're a real one. Hello. Yes, Esther said, and, 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 and King, I hate, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I hate to break it to you like this. But the one who perpetrated this is your boy sitting right next to you right there. Haman, he the one. Him the one. He did this. And some of y'all missed the drama three weeks ago because you didn't come. You only come every other week, so you missed the drama. Can you help me today? Can you help me today? Yeah. Can you help me? He's my Haman. Him done been, him done been found out. The king looking at him, and he walks out the room. Haman, he don't know where else to go. He got to go to Esther, and she a Jew, and she, he can't stand Jews. But he run into her. Come on, man, my way. He run into her. He grabbing onto her. <laughs> please, please, please. Y'all missed the first draw because the first time you did it, she about popped him because you be touching my legs. It's wrong with you. <laughs> So for most of you that don't know that, he's like a son to her, so no, no problem. 
And the king comes in and sees him holding on to her and grabs him up, snatches him up, gets him by the throat. By the time the king acts, all his soldiers, who, you know, his guards, they don't never leave. Oh, they look, they standing like this. I wish an end would. I wish an end would. <laughs> they all rush over. They put a bag over his head. They put a bag over his head, take him out, and hangs him on the very gallows of the one he wanted to hang. But, but... <laughs> By the way, you're playing this role for me, but really, your role is Mordecai. Come on, give him a hand, amen. It's an amazing thing. And you know the story, you know how it developed. Oh my God, the king got to kill the very one he promoted. And you think, okay, whew, that's it. That's just the beginning. So get your pens and paper ready. Because the king looks at her, and you can find this in the eighth chapter of Esther. And the king, <laughs> the king looks at Esther, and she, she's on her face still before the king. After he takes care of Haman, she's now back on, his, at, uh, on her face at his feet. What, what, what? She said, oh my king, you signed, you signed the orders. I cannot stand by and watch the massacre of my people. Listen to me, please, please hear me, church. If I can make this application for you, you must not stand by while you, while you see massacre and slaughter and murder of people. I would to God you could get your head above the media. I wish to God you could understand the police are not our problem. I wish you really knew the figures, not the ones trumped up by CNN, NBC, and ABC. I wish you really knew the figures if you understood how many of us are killing each other. Wait, it's worse than that. Millions, millions of us have been destroyed because the knife was taken to the unborn. A whole nation of African Americans are now dead because we wanted to do what we wanted to do. And we, wanted, we didn't want anybody else to tell us what we could do with our bodies. Are you kidding me? And now we have blood crying up from the earth to the throne of God of the innocent. I know that was kind of a twist. They wouldn't expect that. They didn't think I was going there. But In the same way that Esther was pleading for the life of her people, when we vote, make sure you vote for pleading for the life of the unborn. Because part of the curse on our nation is that blood crying out to the Father. And the lifestyle, the lasciviousness, lasciviousness that we live and excuse each other. That's why some folk have, are completely comfortable. They're going to the club on Saturday night. They're going to come to church on Sunday morning. By the way, I didn't get no amens. 
I didn't get no shower. You're right, Bishop. None of, none of, none of that. Hello. So she's pleading for the life of her people with the God that the body of Christ would plead for the life of the unborn. And he says, well, hmm. please say something, King. Change this. And you know what he does? This is, this is amazing to me. The king takes his authority and he goes and he gets Mordecai. He said, I want you and, uh, yeah, 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 help me down. He said, I want you. I, here's what I want. I want you, I want you, Esther, and I want you, Mordecai, to put your heads together, and I want you to write a new decree. And by the way, here's the way that thing's going to happen. I'm taking off my signet ring, and I'm putting it on your hand, because when I put this on your hand, the authority that I have is now transferred to you. So when you sign it, it's just like I signed it. Ain't nobody talking to me today. You, you, you figured out what to write. And some of you have been advisors out there. Some of you have been in a position of the position of influence. You're not there for no reason at all. I'm convinced that the purpose of Esther was really Mordecai. Read the rest of the book. Read chapter 8 and 9. It'll blow your mind when you see what God did with that man because he did his job with that woman. And when she got in the right position, she turned right around and she, she, bought, she bought Mordecai all up, in the, all up in the king's company. And the king said, instead of that, that idiot Haman, I'm going to put you in Haman's place. I'm going to make you, Mordecai, my number one chief advisor. Do you all understand what God's trying to do with the body of Christ? And they got together and they wrote a new edict. You should read it. It is the most powerful political jargon you ever read. They fixed that thing. Everything that was written before, by the way, they didn't know what to write new until they understood what was old. That's why the body of Christ can't do nothing yet. You don't know. You don't understand what's written against you, so you don't know what to pray. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. That's why I want you to go to my, my vote, myvotecounts.com, because they got videos. You can look and see what's been written. You can see what, what is on the table for your destruction. They knew what was on the table. Mordecai knew every word that the king had written. In fact, he discovered it before she did. He told her, we're going to be killed. He, there's a date with all of us. We can't even defend ourselves. So they wrote a new inning. And they got their heads together. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help us now. Look at your neighbor next to you. Next to you. said, if we team up together, and we can write what God wants to bring. We can write what God wants to change. Can I put it this way? We can pray what God wants to change in our life. 
we, we can put our prayers together. We can, we, we can, Lord have mercy. We can put our skills together. We can put, we, we, we can put our power together and we'll appeal to God. And God has promised us if we will appeal to him in the very words, that in the very, in the very, in the very, in the very words that he gave, if we'll give him his words back with a heart that's right and a heart that's repented, he will turn around that thing that is meant to destroy us. Somebody clap your hand. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give God glory in this place today so get your head in the book get your head in the book I think I had glasses you know I got to have my glasses to see I got to have my ring bring my ring back bro <laughs> Later, later, later. <laughs> Wrong finger. <laughs> so, 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 check this out, saints. This is so amazing. Now, verse 8 says, 8-8, eight, eight. now you write to the Jews as you see fit. Is it there? Is it, what is it, does it say that? And write in the name of the king. And seal it with the king's ring. For a decree which is written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's signet ring may not be revoked. Verse 11. And the king granted the Jews who are in each and every city. That's 127 provinces from Ethiopia to Africa. The king, Lord have mercy, he granted the Jews who were in each and every city the right to assemble. The right to assemble. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you forsake the right to assemble. Half the body cry staying home playing tiddlywicks, drinking coffee, and, and, uh, uh, drinking whatever they're drinking. And, and, and then they're not, they're not in the assembly, so they don't know what to do. I told you last week, two weeks in a row, maybe three weeks now, I, I, I release you from ever going to church another day of your life. But I compel and I command you to assemble as God's church to do the work of his kingdom. Have mercy, Jesus. We ain't having church. We ain't going to church. Tap that brother next to you and say, we is the church. I know it's bad English. We are the church. That's why I just can't give you good messages. I got to give you stuff you can work and use. And, because what really counts is what you do when you walk out those doors. How you live when you walk out those doors. How you vote when you walk out those doors. How you treat your marriage when you walk out those doors. How you treat your family when you walk out those doors. How you go to work when you walk out those doors. That's the deal. And then when we reassemble again, God having anointed you and put favor over you, when we reassemble again, we're going to shout and praise him for the victory that God has given us. We're going to get more strategy to know how we bring his kingdom to bear. And we're going to tear up. We're going to tear up. We're going to tear down the gates of hell. And the gates of hell are between the two ears of people. Are you still breathing? 
I'm glad you're feeling better. You're playing better. <laughs> Check it out. The word is so amazing. He said, I, I, I give them the right to assemble and defend. Would you see that? Did you see those two words? Assemble and defend. You can work that, right? I want you to work it. But if I don't do that, I ain't going to be able to fight. So I got to, got to, got to keep going. So look at it. And defend, defend their lives. Check it out. To destroy. Say what? To kill. And to do what? Annihilate. And what else? The entire army of any people or providence, can I say any demon that's against the will of God. In case you misunderstand me, I'm not, taught, I'm not telling you to go get your pitchfork, your, your AK-47, and your M-16. That's not what I'm talking about. We are engaged in a spiritual warfare, and most of the body of Christ are at home watching television. God is ready for us to rise up and repel borders the borders of his kingdom. He said, annihilate the entire army of any people or any demon, if I can translate, or providence which might attack them, including children and what? What? Children and women and to plunder their spoil. Have mercy, Jesus. No, I didn't write it. Look at nine, verse, chapter 9, verse 1. Now, now when the king's command and the edict were about to be executed, I love that word, when they were about to execute what had been written, on the day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, it was turned to the contrary so that the Jews themselves they gained the mastery over those who hated them. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Are you all still breathing? I'm trying to help you to step into your purpose and your calling and your assignment. I'm trying to help you to understand that your life is not some little island lived over in, over in, 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 over in, in your corner without any consequence of anybody else's life. I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, we are in this right now. And together, we need to understand what we should do. That's why I want to give you this last portion today. Chapter, verse 2 of chapter 9, and the Jews assembled their cities. They assembled in their cities throughout the providences of the king Ahasuerus. Check it out. To lay hands on those. We need to be laying. Lord have mercy. To lay hands on those who sought to harm. And no one. <clears throat> are you there? No one could stand before them. 
for the dread of them had fallen on all the people. That's that same phrase. That's that exact same phrase. When they went marching around the walls of Jericho and they were in there shaking in their boots, they were the biggest and the baddest city. And them little Israelites walking around with some shields <laughs> and some broke and some mirrors. Talking about, <laughs> they marching seven days, seven times on the seventh day. And the Bible says, and the dread of them had fallen on them. They in there shaking in their boots. And here's what many of us don't understand. Your enemy is shaking in his boots and you don't even know it. Because you don't understand what favor and authority God has given you. Lord have mercy. So I didn't even know there was a war. <laughs> Not most Christians. What war? We know that. We know that. <laughs> We ain't on no war. What war? You think everything goes right because you got a, a full shelf of food, a full tank of gas, your bills paid up, and you think everything's okay. You don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, it's in Ukraine. Wars in your, my, my baby, she said, wars in Ukraine. We ain't war. We fine. As long as you get your bottle of booze and your TV, you good. Excuse me, your joint. That liquid stuff is too caustic. You like that joint. You like that stuff. That natural stuff from the earth. Which is devised to make you, I don't know and I don't care. Laid back. You just, you just, what's the what's it called you said, baby? Lazy and unconcerned. Yeah, hey, what up, man? What up, bro? <laughs> you want <on> here? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, this stuff, you know, really thank you. <laughs> Foolishness. Okay, okay. I said, I quit smoking because it's not that good for your lungs. So you start putting it in your cookies. So you start eating it. You guys, don't you, don't you, don't you get it? If you give your life to pleasure and ease, you will miss your purpose and your call in life. You might, I say, you might make it into heaven, but you ain't got nothing to bring with you. And you, you might get through the gates, but you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing God can award you with. I'll tell you one more time. You get saved by grace, but you get judged by works. You get saved by grace, but you get judged by works. Everybody in this building gonna be judged for every word, every deed that you spoke. Not to go to hell, but where you gonna be in heaven? What is your status? Don't you not know? Don't you get it? God never intends you to live your life and do right only because you thought you was gonna go to hell. You ain't doing right for that reason. In fact, you're doing wrong in your heart. You just ain't doing it because you're scared. That's not even holiness. Holiness is when God has showed you how despicable that thing is to him and how the end of that is your destruction. So you choose to hate that thing the way he hates that thing. I can't get no amens today. And, and so when you have a hatred for what God hates and a love for what God, he calls that the fear of God. Go to the Bible, look up what God gives to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. We'll blow your mind. You ain't got to the fight yet, Flynn. Come on, get to the fight. Okay. So, check it out. It's on. It's on like popcorn. Man, 
The Jews, they get the message, all the horsemen ride out through 127 provinces. Hey, you understand how much ground they got to cover from, from India to Africa? Lord, have mercy. Asia to Africa. Oh, man. And, and when the letter comes, everybody knows, uh-oh, there's a king's signet. Now you knew if you went against that, you dead. So you knew you're going to obey that. So the Jews said, what? Lord, get your pitchfork. Annie, get your pitchfork, baby. Get your pitchfork. Johnny, get the hoe. Get that hoe. Bring that hoe over here. Hello, somebody. Lula, Lula, get that kitchen knife. Put that, arm yourself with that kitchen knife, baby. And the Bible says they all got together. Come on, help me. They all got together. Come on, help me, help me. They all got together. And, 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 they, and they said, well, they, they assembled. They assembled. They assembled. Give me some more. Give me some more. They all assembled together. And, and, and they, didn't, they didn't stay in their own houses so they could go to church online. They all assembled together. They all got together, right? And, 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 they, and they made a circle. And they made a circle. And then they faced on the outside of the circle. So now everybody is protected. Can't know Nobody get to nobody because we side by side. I wish her in. I wish her in would jump. I wish some. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? But let me, can I be real with you? If you don't even go to connection group, then what, 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 what protection do you have? Because connection group is about this right here. Right here. Living it together. I mean, we, we thank God for the, the corporate praise and thank God for that. But you, you can't live here. There ain't no bathrooms. You understand what I'm saying? There ain't no showers. You understand what I'm saying? You got to go back to where you live. So we gather together. And when you leave your place and gather together, you strengthen yourself in the relationship and the company of the body of Christ. That's where we are right now. Now, I'm, I'm crazy, but you know, some people out of fear would rather stay home. Well, I just want to give you an announcement, you know. <laughs> COVID has passed. <laughs> and if you stay home, that's less for them to fight. They can overtake you quick because you by yourself. Ain't nobody praying for you, ain't nobody helping you, ain't nobody, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of, I'm making all, you, you singing that song, on my own, on my own, please, for all the Anglos in here, Negro, please. It, 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 this is what God wants. In fact, I need this. I need you, Trish. I need you, Trish. And I, I'm going to say it right now. I, I, I need you. I need you in the front so everybody can see you. Because, you know, folk, you know, they, they like to see what they see. So we, and, and this, this company, this company of Jews, they, they weren't all the same color. Trust me. If you know anything about the Jews in history, in actual history, you'll find that they were all Jews. And one of the problems of the body of Christ right now, we only assembly with those who look like us. We got a problem. And what if God put your defense in the hands of somebody who does not look like you, but he has ordained that you be related to them so that when the, when, the, when the war comes and when the fight is on, that's the one God assigned to protect your back. 
man, you got you need to wake up and hear this right now. Because if you still voting your color and living your color, and you only hanging, Lord have mercy, you only hanging out with folks, and you know like I know that just because they got color don't mean they can sing. Just because, just because their skin is brown don't mean they have rhythm. I'm trying to help y'all here today. Because this thing, gonna, this thing is going to get intense before it's over. And you better be sure you hooked up with the right people. They assembled and they began to fight. And you know what? It's amazing how God gets in the fight when you get right. Okay, I'll cover that in the fight. So what does fight mean? F, put that down. You may go to your seats. I want your, fa I want your face in the place because people, people online, you know, they have problems. So I want them to see you. God bless you, baby. That's why I want your face in the place. Cause see, you know, some people have a problem. They have a problem. They have a, they have a real problem. I said for, for years, African-Americans can be the most prejudiced people in the world. You act like nobody can dance but you. You act like nobody can sing but you. You act like nobody can ball but you. You got a problem. You got a problem. And some of you singles in here, God has ordained that somebody of color be your mate, but you so busy looking for color, you going right past, Lord, ain't nobody talking to me today. He crazy today. He done lost his mind. They, they work, I'm prophesying now. They work in the same building with you. They're faithful. They, they, they getting promoted. And they really like you. But you don't give them the time of day. Just because, you know, just because they dress real conservative. Just because they like trucks and you like Corvettes. You got a problem. You got a problem. God trying to bless your life and you you pushing the blessing away. You trying to get you trying to get Jody over there and Jody don't even know how to be faithful. He look good, but he don't know how to be faithful. Can't keep a job. Got already six kids by six different mamas. And you tell my oh he's so fat. Oh please give me a break. Give me a break. Here come white boy Palooka. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and faithful as the day is long. And making bank too, baby. And when it gets bad, he'll stay with you. And he's the guy that'll, that'll love you and cuddle you and keep you. And yeah, amen, somebody. Somebody help me up in here today. Tap your name and say, God, trying to, he's trying to change your heart. He's trying to change your mind. I'm looking at you brothers. Some of you brothers, it's sickening. You're in the body of Christ and you're acting like the world. And you mad at the sister because she married somebody. Else. Are you stupid? Man, we got to change that. The tap your name, we got to change that. We got to figure out who the brothers and the sisters really are. So when I bring my brothers, when I bring when I bring my brothers and my sisters up in here that you know they don't look like us, I don't need you acting stupid. I need you to just open your arms and say, "Welcome home, brother." 
Are you hearing me? Okay, fight. What does F stand for? I got to do it quick. Can't do it like I want to do it, so I'll just do it real quick. What time? Oh, Lord, yeah, I got to do it quick. All right, here we go. Check it out. They gathered together so they could fight. I I, want to be clear about this because I'm not talking about thumping like this. I'm not talking about karate. I'm not talking about jujitsu. I ain't talking about kwan. I'm not talking about none of that, okay? I'm I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, <laughs> I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about yoga. I'm talking about this for our struggle, our fight is not against flesh and blood. I'm in Ephesians 6:12, by the way. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against root. Look up there, rulers. Understand this war against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places or heavenly places. That's what we're warring against. Unbiblical ideologies is what we're dealing with. Ways of thinking that are against the heart of God manifested in individuals who are controlled by them. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. This I command you, and I entrust this to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by these prophecies, by them, you fight, do you see that? The good fight. Keep faith and a good conscience. Do what? Keep faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, and now they're suffering shipwreck. Are you still there? Shipwreck in regard to their faith. First, Second Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not, come on, we do not what? Is it up there? I'm sorry. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And the weapons of our warfare are, are not fleshly. They're not carnal, they're not fleshly. But they're divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Are you there, saints? So when, when we talk about fighting, you need to be clear about this. Man, there's so much I want to say about this, but I'll say this simply. F stands for forget those things which are behind you and face your enemy. F stands for this. Forget those things that are behind you. Look, 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 this war is forward in its, in its, in its intensity, forward in its focus. It's not back here. It's not about what happened back here. If you're, going to be, if you're going to be effective in this fight, then you've got to change your focus. It's up front. It's in front of you. Check this out. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, I forget what is behind me. And I'm reaching forward for what lies ahead. And, and not only that, I'm not just reaching, I'm pressing. You go back and get Fred, go back and get Fred Hammond's song, I Press. You got to press, press, my friend. You got to press on till the end. 
you know the kingdom of God is for you. You got you got you you many believers are being whooped or going to be destroyed because they are so docile. Are you there? Lord have mercy. I forget, what lie, I forget what's behind me, and I'm reaching toward what's ahead, and I press toward the goal of the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I, I've been telling you for weeks, your calling, your purpose, your, your, your assignment is, is really for war. God wants you to take your place. And it begins in your own household. It begins with your marriage, your children, it begins, it, from there it goes to your, your place, of your workplace, your community, but for the will of God to be done in those situations. Everything that's going on negative in your life, God wants to turn around and give you a divine reversal. That's what this whole series is about. He wants to reverse it for you, but how can he do it if you won't even show up? How in the world could he turn the whole thing around if Esther didn't have the courage to come into that thing, put herself in harm's way, and trust God? She said, if I die, I die, but I'm going. It's forward thinking. It's not back, behind. Are you still there? Fight. What does fight mean? Tell me what fight means. And forget about the lost, the lost battles. Some of you are still living in the lost battles. So you don't, you don't believe God anymore because you lost that last time. Then nothing happened. So now you, 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 I ain't going to get myself in that situation again. There's some of you that, that God wants you married, but you wouldn't dare risk being hurt again so you won't open your heart to nobody. I'm talking to somebody right now. Are you still breathing? Fight. Number two, the I. I stands for ignite your passion. You need to get turned on for God. Yeah. Romans 12, 10, 11 says, he, he says, be devoted. This is so amazing to me that God puts this in the context of relationship. It says, be devoted, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor and, and lagging behind, not, not, not lagging behind in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Some of you have lost your fire. You don't have no passion. You're just like, eh, well, Look, you can't even make love if you ain't got no passion. How in the world you gonna do God's work and you don't have no passion? I'm sorry, y'all okay? Y'all do know you need, both parts gotta be passionate. But ain't nobody passionate, ain't nothing happening. If one's passionate or other ain't, we either gonna be dry or limp. I don't know which one, but, but it ain't working. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't working. What makes you think you're going to do? You're going to be in God's stead. You're going to be God's representative and you have no passion. God's trying to help us. Some of us, you know, we, we, you know where, I know where your passion went.
You know, you're going to win this fight. You have to have your whole heart in it. You know, she said, she got it. She said, I might perish, but I'm up in here. I'm going for it with everything. Whatever you do, do, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord. And don't, for God's sake, don't do anything in the name of God without, without that holy burning fire in your spirit. That's the thing that, that gets people. Many times you can't get the favor because you ain't got the passion. If people can see the passion, they give you the favor. You're so laissez-faire, like you like you don't care and like you ain't there. And you know, you, what, 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 what? That's why you don't pray, you don't stay. You just lay. That's very good. Thank you very much. I'll take care. God wants to change it for all of us. You need passion in your heart. Some people are afraid of their passion. You need to let God put your, set your soul. Lord, help us please. Set your soul on fire. So you got a reason. You may not express your passion the way I do, but if it's in your heart, I promise you, when you're doing what you're doing, people catch that fire. Man, they want to be, when it's cold, they want to be by that fire. Wherever you are, they want to go. That's a, that thing called favor. Favor comes because you, pass, you are passionate about the purpose of God in your heart. And it's clear. So in you, when you speak and when you do what you do, they know you mean business. Passion shows people you already believe you're going to win. Are you there? That it's an amazing thing. Ignite your passion. And, and, and Paul said, one of the ways you show your passion is your love for each other. Since this is one thing people have not understood. When you passionately love each other, I am not talking about sex. When you passionately love each other as brothers and sisters, people see that. Because you can't fake that. And they're looking for the real and the genuine. Why do they come? Because of, their, of your love for one another. When they see that, they say, wow, they, they mean that thing, don't they? Oh, yeah. And it's amazing that your battle can only be won through the passion that you have for each other. Because that passion for each other, that passion for the things of God, translates in everything you do. You still breathing? Okay. Hurry, hurry. I will. G. Get on the defense. Get on the defense. You're not on the offense. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Ain't nobody say nothing. That's why you didn't say nothing, right? Y'all looking at y'all looking at that. What is it? What? What? Get off, get off the defense and get on the offense. See, what, this is what, you know, remember when David came home and, and uh, he fought a battle and he, well, he was weary and tired and, and you don't know what tired until you have to fight a battle with swords and spears. You don't, you don't know what that is. He, he come, he's like dogged, you know, and he gets home and he rides up and he, something's wrong. Nobody comes out to meet him. The kids ain't saying, David, David, his wife is not. I'm that. No, all of them got captured. Oh, God. And he's so tired. But because of his passion and his love, he saddled up. Everybody got on their horse. 
We ain't going to stand here and cry. We're going to go after them. The Bible says, and he overcame them and he recovered everything. Brought everybody back. You know, I believe in this divine turnaround. It's something God wants for you. You know that those battles that you lost, God wants to reverse it so that everything, everything you lost, every, all the time, all the promotion, all the joy, God's going to turn that thing for you and God's going to recover every bit of it back. For him, for his glory, for his honor. I, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm speaking to you in faith right now. Some of you are catching it. If you have a sense that God's going to return everything back to you and more, jump on your feet and clap your hands together to the throne of God. Say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I'm getting every bit. I'm getting every bit of it back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Check it out. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. To be overcome by evil is to be passive. We got, we got people today, you think passivity is an attribute. Is a, is, you, think, you think it's a good quality. I, I, I'm sorry, but just work with me just a little bit, ladies. But this, the, the feminization of men makes me sick. We've been, we've, been, we've, been, we've been telling men, if you act like a woman, you're more of a man. Have you lost your man? It's one of the reasons why we don't have as many men sitting in this building right now. It's the feminization. It's, it's turning you into a feminine, turning you to a woman, and making you act like if you, if, if you express your passion, if you express your anger, if you demonstrate your leadership, that somehow you are abusive or negative. And I want to tell you that is a lie from hell. God created you, man, to lead, to be up front, to be the protector, to be the one who speaks up first, to be the one who makes sure the bills are paid. He made you the one, you're the, you're the, you're the chief bottle, you're, you're the one that takes care you're the one who, who earns the money you're the one who disciplines the kids you you are you in the lead bro you in the lead I'm so sick of it I don't know what to do if you're online I want you to get this good the, the erasing the lines between fem, from between femininity and masculinity is a demonic thing the erasing the lines of being able to tell the difference between a man and a woman that's a demonic thing anything that tries to make you sir act like her that is a demonic thing God did not make a mistake when he made a man he didn't make a mistake when he made a woman and if I take off your clothes we're gonna be clearly seen that there is a difference thank you Jesus We got folk acting like, well, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I want you to get in touch with your feminine self. What? 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 I, 
here's what, I, here's what I'm seeing. The, the women out there are praying to God that a man would show up. Look, excuse me, she might not be that happy about the final decision you make once you've tried to make me a, a, a decision together and you can't quite make it together, but some, it, it's got to be made. So, so she might be a little upset because you take your rightful place, which means first. It don't mean best, it means first. It don't mean best, it just means first. It don't mean best, it just means first. You take your rightful position because when you stand first, what you're saying, if there's an attack, I'm going to take the attack first. If somebody will come to this house, I ain't pushing you to the door. I'm at the door. I'm Christ. I laid down my life for my wife. You understand what I'm saying? It's a masculine thing. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it when, when it gets clear. Because men, when you get this thing clear, it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything in that marriage. You might be upset, ladies, for a moment, you know, because you didn't, you didn't get to, you know, you didn't get your way. But I promise you, bro, when you make the right decision and you take the leadership and you do it and God blesses you, she's going to be all over you. You know, before they didn't want me, now they're all over me. You understand what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa. That's what I'm talking about. Huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is waiting for you to arise. Man, we, what have we come to? She didn't want no karate. Hiya! I wish you would. How many feminine heroes are they putting on the television, in the cartoons and the movies? Because they're against masculinity. In fact, they write books called Toxic Masculinity. The body of Christ been eating it, acting like it's so. Look, I, 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 I praise God. All of you sisters, please don't take, do not be offended. I am so happy that you lead us in worship, but I'm ready for some brothers to be on the stage with them to lead us in worship. Where are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? What happened to you? We, we, we don't need you to get up there and act like a woman. We need you to get up there and sing like a man. And, 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 and tell every man in the audience, this is how you act when you worship God. We're not trying to get you to get a holy dance. We're trying to you to give a godly dance. Amen. We're trying to help you so that you can act like the man God made you. I got a class, I got a, I got a discipleship class on Sunday morning and my, my, my aim and purpose in that class is to imprint and in, in, indoctrinate, imprint, disciple what a godly man is to every man that's sitting in that class. So when they come out of that class, they're they walking a little bit straighter, they're walking a little bit taller, they're talking a little bit more clear and, and making decisions a little quicker because they, uh, they've accepted their manhood in the kingdom of God and it may be it may be it may be that you are a man 
who've been imprinted by the life of a loving, caring, sometimes overpowering woman. That's all right. That ain't a problem. All you need to do, hang around us. That's all you got to do. Just hang with me. What's on me going to get on you? Oh, yeah, I promise you. And if you are in doubt of what to do, just ask. So what do I do when she just talking, talking? She just talking, she overpower me. I said, just slap it down. No, 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 no. Look at this. <laughs> she said, it's going to be a problem up in here. <laughs> All right, I'll correct that. When she gets, she's a talking, 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 talking. What do you do? I say, beat her on both cheeks. This cheek and this cheek. Don't say no. I ain't saying that. I can't say that. I got to go home, y'all. I, I ain't got all the letters yet. Look, in this fight we are in, it is part of this fight is a fight for our identity. You do not, listen to me, you do not find your identity in your color or your family tree. I'm sorry, you don't, you can't. As far as the kingdom is concerned, flesh can't do anything but produce flesh. You got to find your identity in the spirit. You, you find your identity in the word of God. When the, when, when, I, when the Lord saved me, my best friend, Charles Brunson, I don't even know if he's alive today. Charles Brunson was the defense, the minister of defense for the Black Panther Party in California. Yes, I did. And he was trying to recruit me. Are you there, Saint? And I was almost, I was almost there. The God by his providence caused a scholarship to come through. And I left Sacramento to go to another city to answer a scholarship to another college. I don't even know if that man's still alive today. Look, look, Saints, I, I, I got you to, I need you to understand, it's not, you won't find your identity in your color. The first thing God did to me when he saved me, he made it so clear to me because I was in conflict in my mind. I was in conflict over what I perceived my situation to be. A, a black man living in a white culture ostracized segregated see that was my that was my now now I didn't personally experience segregation but I had done the stupid thing that many do they took the on the offense of their brothers oh God help you God help you God help you the greatest thing God did for me when he saved me I asked him the question I said Lord what do I do about my color Man, what he answered me was like profound. 
He simply said, well, he said, first, you're my son. Oh, have mercy. If I'm, if I'm your father, I'm the one that determines your identity. That's just your covering. That's not your heart. That's just the, the spacesuit I gave you. That's not your soul. That's not your spirit. Just because I give you that spacesuit to walk around in, it don't, you, that's not where you find your identity. You find your identity in me. He said, first you belong to me, and I decided to make you the color I made you. So when it comes to my choices, I choose my father first before I choose my, my skin color brothers. I'll choose righteousness first. Because wickedness comes in all colors. And stupidity comes in all colors. And laziness comes in, come on, all colors. And lying and cheating and murdering and hoeing comes in all colors. So where's your family? I can't go there. I've I, I gone there enough. I got to go home. You guys there? What was I talking about? Lord, I don't H, what does H say? Okay, G was going on the defense. And, 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 and get, off the, get off the defense and get on the offense. You, everybody knows this, that if you're in a real fight, if, you, <laughs> if you're just trying to keep yourself from being hit, you're going to you get your butt beat. Ooh, 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 ooh. Saints, the moment you start yoking, you might be hitting air, but when they see them fists come out, they're going to back up and over In a natural fight, as long as you on the, on the off, on the defense, you're going to get whooped. And some of you are that way with the devil. A negative situation comes up, you just go, ah. God said, can you imagine God in heaven? The enemy comes against you. I mean, comes against you. And you in the corner crying. And he already put the weapons in your hand and you crying. He already put them two angels on the side, on the left and the right. And they're going, they're going, just tell me what to do. I got you, but you just tell. You, you, you in the corner. Ooh, 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 ah, and, 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 and you, you, you get, you're just getting whooped. And, and you don't understand that God wants to teach you how to. How to what? How to fight. What, what, that, what the letter I'm on? What's the letter? H. What does H stand for? I didn't give it to you. Lord, I must we got to go home. H. Woo okay, help me not to preach more than one minute on this because this is a whole message in itself. The word is honor. Lord, have mercy. Honor the word of God. Honor those who are in authority. Honor. Look, even if your enemy is stationed above you, you there's still situations where you got to give honor where honor is due. The one thing the body of Christ is lacking right now, they have lost the concept of honor. It's why you, heaven can't hear you because you don't have that honor in your heart. You don't come to God in the right way. This is not about what the woman said. Now I give an honor to God who is the head of my life. 
to the bishop, to the, to the elders, to the mothers, and to the, and to the deacon bod. All that is for most people is a formality. The reality of giving honor is something powerful. Check out what honor means. Check out what honor means. That honor means, oh, this is amazing to me. This is amazing to me. Honor means to show respect. Look, sometimes the form of your enemy is somebody over you. Have mercy, Jesus. But you cannot defeat them unless you give honor where honor is due. It means to show respect, to give credit, to value at a certain price, to, to support financially or materially, and to show proper respect. Many of us have not been able to win because we don't, we've lost the principle of honor. And, and you know what? When you don't honor those who are under you, they don't honor you. Can I give you an example? When a wife does not honor her husband, her children do not honor her. When a, I'll say it one more time so you can get to you. When a woman does not honor her husband, their children are in rebellion against her. But the moment that woman starts honoring her husband in the ways that is required for her to honor, those kids are shut up and behave. Why ain't nobody saying nothing? Why ain't nobody saying nothing? Or you're going to cuss him out and the kids are looking at you and then the kids going to cuss you out and you're going to pitch a fit. It ain't their fault. It's your fault. When you go to war, I promise you, everybody going to honor each other. Even generals of opposite sides honor each other. In battle, when you go to battle and you capture an officer, there's a certain honor you have to give that, that officer because of his position. This understanding in the body of Christ has been lost for two generations. And so therefore it's been lost. This is the third generation and they don't know what I'm talking about. If you, if you go to the Bible, you begin to study, you, you, you begin to study position and authority and honor, it will blow your mind. The one thing many of you are, are lacking, you have no honor in your soul. You don't know who to bow to. You don't know who to prefer. And many of you, you, one reason why you're broke is because you do not honor what God tells you to honor. Don't forget it. Your tithe is an issue of honor. Your giving is an issue of honor. You can't win this war walking in dishonor. So when you look at Esther's life, you see it all through her life. Mordecai said, don't say nothing when you go in there. When she goes in there, guess what? She says nothing. Mordecai says, when, don't tell them that you're a Jew. And guess what? When she gets in there, she does not tell them she's a Jew. Even when she's promoted to the first position, she keeps her mouth shut because she honors Mordecai. Lord have mercy. And I feel that right there. I feel that right there. Some of you need to bow your heads right now. I know I got the tea, I, we, we, we deal with the tea. Probably if I trust God, something like that. <laughs> Bow your heads and, and deal with this, because this place right here, many of you have a problem right now. You're, you're a boss, you don't honor your boss. You can't stand your boss, so you dishonor him. How do you dishonor him? You talk about him in their absence. 
You, you subvert him by doing stuff opposite of what he said. You go, you get workers aside and you start talking about how bad your boss is, blah, 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 blah. And that's why God cannot raise you up. If you're going to fight this fight, you're going to have to use the honor that God has placed. Honor doesn't come from you. It comes from God. And when God creates a position, he puts the honor that's due in that position. And when you do not give your honor to that position, you don't get to climb. You don't get to go up. I said honor. I said position. I didn't say personality. Some people that you can't stand, you better honor them. You may hate the way they speak. You might hate their injustice, their insensitivity. You might hate that, but you better honor that position. Some of you have a problem right now because you refuse to use yes sir and yes ma'am. Because you don't understand the principle of honor. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess I need to go home. Because uh, some of you, the only thing keeping you from the next promotion is, is showing honor, giving honor where honor is due. Jesus said, give, give, give Caesar what he's due. Give to the Lord what he's due and give to Caesar what he's due. You mean, you mean baby killing Caesar? You mean, you mean treacherous Caesar? Yeah, Caesar. Give him what he's due. Honor, because I created the position. I didn't create his personality. I created the position. I didn't create his attitude. I created the position. And he's in the position, so I want you to honor that position. Because that's the only way. That's the only way you can get you can get favor with that position. You can't get favor with somebody you don't honor. And if God wants you to move you up, you got to have honor in your heart. So when you give honor, it opens the door for you to come on up where God wants you to come up. But some of you are so busy looking at their skin color, looking at their hair texture, and looking at their attitude that you're missing your blessing. Wonder what is he doing today? I don't know what it is. What is going on up in here? I believe God, bow your heads. I believe God wants to give a promotion in this place. I believe that God wants to really release you into a greater effectiveness. You're supposed to learn honor from your parents. Your parents are responsible to teach you how to honor. Your dad, number one, is to teach you how to honor your mother. So when you disobey your mother, you're dishonoring your father. But if you ain't even, but if you're not even, if you broke and broke up and divorced and whatever, you know, it doesn't get taught. Mothers are responsible to teach their kids. And when you go to school, you honor that teacher. And whatever they ask you to do, that's what you do. And I better not come up to this school building not near another time because you cut the food. Because that's going to be the last time you ever cut the food. Because you know what? I'll take you out and I'll make another one. <laughs> Stand on your feet. With your heads bowed. You see, if, if, President, if President Biden walked in this building, you better believe. You better show honor. Whether you like the policies or not. Are you understanding me? Some of you hate the previous president because he didn't fit the bill. 
But I promise you, what if that was the key to God giving you what you needed? You can't do it unless you honor the position. If I could get the body of Christ to learn this, we would turn this nation right side up. Lift your hands to the Father. God's showing you right there where you stand, where you have had dishonor, disrespect, where you were supposed to give. See, uh, that's where we get the word honorarium from. And, and, and when, you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you honor somebody with your, with your finance, with your gift, you're saying to that person, I recognize the position God has put you in. And when you do that according, when you do that according to the Spirit, God sees that as you honoring Him. And He says, if you honor me, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to honor you. Some of you put your mouth on people. You dishonored them by putting your mouth on them. I'm not talking about kissing them. I'm talking about talking about them. And because of it, that shroud is over you. You can't go any further because you, that dishonor is hovering over you. We're talking spirituality now. Your angels are frozen. They can't do nothing because of this dishonor you've created with your mouth, with your words with your actions. I want you to get that in your heart about those that God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you about right now because He wants you to win your battle. He wants you to win this fight. But you can't win it with dishonor in your heart. You gotta repent from that. Repent means I see my wrong. I understand what I have done and how I've thought. And I choose I choose to change that position. I choose to act in accordance with the word, with your will. And when you make that choice, God, God will honor you. And then he'll give you an opportunity to enact that, to bring it back. Some of you, when you leave here today, and even before the next 24 hours, God will put the person, whatever, in your mind or either in your presence where you need to show honor. Some of you, some of you need to go in your pocket and get your money and just honor that person. Some of you need to say out of your mouth. Some of, some, some of you need to be, do, be confessing. I don't suggest you tell them I've been dishonoring you, but some of you need to say words that, that have honor in them. Like, I respect you as my supervisor. I appreciate the position you hold. And I'm here to support that. Are you there? Now, stretch them high to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, will you see this people? See what you're doing. We've, we pray, Father. We see what you're doing with this congregation. How you're preparing us to be first and not last. Preparing us to be the head and not the tail. Preparing us to be up and not down. Preparing us to be on top and not beneath. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you teach us now how to fight. Teach us, Lord. Let that honor come. Let that passion come. Let that perseverance come. Let, let that pushing forward come from us. We get off. We get off the defense. We get on the offense. We become proactive. And I thank you for it, Father.
Now, I thank you, Father, for the change and the turnaround that you will bring because this people chooses to take this lesson of honor to their heart and practice it. In Jesus' name, say amen. Put those hands together.